the manager of the New York Yankees is Aaron Boone. Aaron, welcome. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you doing? All right. You've had a couple of days to to digest this. What's your what's your thoughts about what you've just been through? Um, obviously, I think we're all disappointed. Um, you know, it's 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 the finality of everything is is uh, like just kind of you're in it, you're in it, you're just and then all of a sudden it's over. So it's a it's a little bit numbing. Um, you know, disappointing, uh, you know, you, you reflect a lot, obviously you, re- you reflect on everything that, that went on within the series. Um, you know, you reflect back to some of the great things that happened on the year. Um, and, and you just try and kind of as best you can start to clear your mind and, and really start to turn the focus on now just continuing to help us get better and, and take that next step to climb the mountain because uh, we feel like we're in position to do that. Uh, when you just sticking on the series for a second, when you think about this series, what about your team? I mean, there's a couple of things. Obviously, you guys didn't get big hits, mm-hmm. and you got outpitched in three of the game, the, the three games you lost. Uh, your starting pitching got outpitched in three of the four games. Uh, it's hard to win when that's the case. Uh, forget the 61 game. I mean, that doesn't matter. You know, when it gets that crazy. But uh, what surprised you the most? that you didn't get from your team in the series? Um, I don't know. I thought we would have been a little more offensive. Um, obviously, um, you know, I thought, especially, you know, after game one where um, Sale, I thought, threw the ball really well against us and, and obviously held us down enough. But the fact that we were able to get him out of there and then kind of creep our way back in against their bullpen um, to make that first game a, cl- a close game where we almost won it. Um, um, I thought we'd, we'd over time have more success against their pen. Um, you know, obviously game three got away from us and, and Evaldi really, really held us down, but, um, and we were able to get Porcello out of there, but really weren't able to amount anything in those few innings leading up to Kimbrel, where we finally did break through and almost won that game. So, um, you know, I thought maybe that's where we had the advantage and, and we couldn't take advantage enough when we had some opportunities, obviously. Yeah. I think I think you needed to get to that pen, and really you did the one game in game two. And after that, game three, you never got a chance, and Ovaldi pitched really well. And in game four, that's the one game you really didn't until the ninth inning. I mean, I don't know if you expected Sale to come in the game or not. He can always throw an inning, and he did, and he did throw an inning there. That ninth inning was tough because, uh, I mean – Sanchez almost hits the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, I would have liked to seen Walker get in at bat. Now, I know him getting hit there moves the keeps the thing going, but I really thought he was a good matchup in that thing. I would have liked to seen him swing the bat in that inning. But uh, Sanchez came within an inch. I actually, sitting where I was, I thought when he hit it, I knew he hit it high, but I thought it might just carry to the, out of the park. I don't know. Did you think it was out when he hit it? I, I, di- I didn't think it was out. I, I didn't think – I didn't see it great off the bat. What I saw – unfolding within that at bat was kind of Gary Sanchez looking like what we're hoping for and expecting and have seen throughout his career so far. And I just thought it was a really high level at bat. I agree with that. Um, and he was aggressive. He wanted to do, he wanted to do damage. He wanted to hit the ball. Yes. The yes. Yeah. And, and he put ultimately put a great swing on it. Just yes. hit it as about as high as you can hit it. Um, so I, I think that's one of the things I took away actually from that game is, just 
how he was, in my view, really rounding into form and becoming that guy. And I thought that at bat, we saw that after, especially after falling behind 0-2 against Kimbrel, being able to take some pitches to get back in the count, having a number of really good swings on some pitches in that at bat, and then coming up barely short. So that's one of the things I take away. Just you know, just with all that I know Gary's been through this year, um, and how close he came to really um, you know forcing a game five. How about uh, a couple of things jumped out at me? We're talking with Aaron Boone, of course. Number one, Stanton didn't have a terrible series overall, but in the three, the critical couple of at-bats that he had with men on, including that ninth inning, he had a couple of really bad at-bats. What did you see from those particular at-bats, if anything? Yeah, I think I think what we saw in and out all year with him where, you know, the times when he did struggle, it, it has – it his 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 bad sometimes doesn't look real good you know because he he you know will will swing and and miss pitches by by quite a bit and sometimes that's him going up there with his plan and kind of sticking to it and so you know he, sometimes you know guys and and good players or or average players or whatever you know sometimes when they're going through struggles you can't necessarily tell, you know, they're just making weak contact or whatever. Sometimes with G, when he gets going bad a little bit, when, when a good pitch is made against him, it, it looks like he's a little confused by it or, or very fooled by it. And I think that showed up a little bit. And, and I think that's something that, um, you know, he'll continue to work on, continue to improve on. And, and that, and I feel like, <clears throat> Sometimes it gets lost to just how good of a season he he did have for us and how good he was at dealing with all the stuff that came with being a first-year Yankee with his kind of profile. And I think he did a really nice job of dealing with some of the highs and lows that were thrown his way this year. And and I think it's hopefully something that's a building block for him. I think the one thing about, um, gee, when you really dive into numbers and all that with him is – He's been really good throughout his career. When he's seen uh, pitchers um, after several at-bats, he becomes much, much better against them. So experience over his career has really helped him. And I think being the first year in a new league, obviously a new division, a new situation, I think the experience he gained this year um, will really help him going forward. And I think you'll even see a bump from, from the season he had this year. Torres and Andohar, uh Torres didn't have a bad series. Statistically, got a couple infield hits. He didn't drive the ball low at all in the series. Andohar didn't do anything in the series. Now, that can happen to anybody in a four-game series. We understand sure. that. That's not, it's such a small sample. But did you think this was a learning experience for them at the plate? In, uh, did you see anything that these – they're kids, they're babies. Did you think that they uh, maybe were a little overwhelmed by, by their surroundings in, in that series? No, I don't think overwhelmed by their surroundings at all. Um, I think the one thing that, you know, we, we kind of preach and drive home as much as we can, we, and you hear me talk about it probably at nauseum, is controlling the strike zone. And I think when you get in these postseason situations where you're up against the best clubs, so you're up against the best pitching, you're up against these, you know, scouting reports that are that are so – so focused and and detailed so and, and because every pitch is so so important and magnified that i think it becomes critical 
critical in the postseason that the teams that control the strike zone um, are ultimately have the best chance of being successful. And I think that's something that with both Miggy and Glaber, that those are areas that they can continue to get better at. Where the, the when you when you're not swinging at pitches out of the zone, usually you have a chance to be really successful. And that's and that's you know that that goes in the regular season too. The the teams we see where guys chase usually they're over time in some trouble. And I think that's just an area where we need to continue to get better, where we're not chasing pitches out of the zone. If they do that, those are their premium players. We're talking with Aaron Boone as we wrap up the season. Uh, Severino, all this stuff about tipping pitches, it seems to me every time somebody gets hit, everyone's tipping pitches. The one thing I would say about that is, and I know there's been a lot of reporting from both sides over tipping. In that game, he gave up the first run on a ball that was hit back to the mound that went off his glove by the, by right. the nine hitter. And, he, and the other two runs scored on a weak sack fly and, an, and a force out. It, it, they didn't got to get a double, a triple, or a homer off him. It wasn't like they pounded him. I mean, so I, I find – so was there something going on with him as far as them? Because it wasn't like they were killing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he was his sharpest. I think he was missing locations. I think he got – I think early on, I think he got away from his slider a little too much. I think it needed to be a more featured pitch for him in those first few innings, um, and I thought he got away from it. Um, I think there probably is something to be said for them maybe having something on him, um, which which at times reared its head throughout the year and, and is something that we've got to be really focused on with Seve as far as this offseason, a really – really diving in and, and cleaning up the delivery, which he did a very good job of this year at correcting. But still, there's times when the teams are that are really good at picking up little things. When you you know get into certain situations, you, you, there's a tendency to revert back to some things. So those are things that we'll have to be on top so of. So you think the Red Sox had something on him in this game? I think it's possible, yeah. But he, they didn't even get a, they didn't even hit a double off him in the game. I mean, they had a bunch of singles and a couple, of, and they scored on three outs. I mean, they, right. it wasn't like they hit him hard. Right. Well, you can you can still be effective, or you can still be a level of effectiveness, and and guys having a clue at you know maybe what's coming. And I'm not saying right. that for sure, but I think right. it is something that we need to address as far okay. as how can we make a subtle change that it becomes a non-issue or a non-story moving forward. Because now, this was going on pitcher. for months, so you, but you guys never really de- got this detected. If it, You had heard this in July, too. We had heard this as early right. as July, but you guys never came to a, an automatic conclusion that something was going on, right? Well, no, there were things that we found that Seve did a really nice job of, of, of cleaning up that we think address a certain issue, but I think okay. – there's times where it, it creep back in from time to time. And those are things that if we can make some changes, subtle changes that aren't that big a deal, that will eliminate it altogether, that's what we got to really get, get into this winter. So you uh, you think that was a big issue? Because Oakland game, he pitched well. The uh, And mm-hmm. at times in this down the stretch, he pitched well. The other times he got hit hard. So you think that there was something going on with all these teams or just the Red Sox? But I don't know, and again, I I think it's something that he goes in and out of a little bit. Okay. I think there were there were times it happens, but 
I think there were also times when, when he got hit and, and people would just run to that when maybe it wasn't necessarily the case. Gotcha. All right. Uh, CC. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, did you go? I thought you might pull him for Kinsler after the one run. You had Robbie up. Uh, did you think about that, or did you want to give him the whole inning? At that point, I did not. The, the, the debate I had, because we had him moving around actually in the second inning, Robbie, was after the Benint- in, in hindsight, after the Benintendi hit batter, was, was that the time. And that was the decision. And I felt like in that game, we had our four leverage, high leverage guys, Robbie, Britton, Batances, and Chappie, where I felt like, you know, uh, they could give us potentially up to two innings. So I was looking at kind of that five, six, seven innings that I could really piece it together. So what, <clears throat> what it came down to was me weighing, you know, could – could we get CC through that inning? And if we did, I felt like we were in a really good place going forward from the fourth inning on. Whereas if, if there was a hiccup along the way, I felt like we were really up against it because outside of those four guys, we were pretty thin going into that night. Um, I felt like when he got to Kinsler, I felt like he could get through the inning. Now Kinsler ends up hitting the one rocket. Um, off a of CC in that and a ball inning. that Gaudy often catches, and a ball that you know he, he might have got twisted around a little right. bit, but maybe. But the bottom I, I, line, listen, was, I've seen him catch that ball. I've let him seen that ball catch that ball a lot, though. I've seen him catch right. that ball a lot. Yes. And here's here's the thing. I was if if we if we go to Robertson, say in that situation right. after Benatendi or in those middle, now I feel like any hiccup we have we're up against it in that game. And I felt like CeCe was throwing the ball well enough to be able to get through that inning to where now we could line our dudes up. And even if there was a hiccup, we could go, you know, make a mid-inning change and, and not be not be in a bad place. And and after Britain gave up the leadoff homer to, to Vasquez, you know, they, they six shutout innings yep. to keep us in the game. So, um, you know, I mean, that's the nature of, of the postseason and and these games that are obviously you know under a microscope and I understand all the you know the questions and when you bring this guy in and it's also one of the beauties of our game and and the it's not always black and white there's there's some a lot of thoughts and a lot of moving parts that go into every decision when you make it and um, you know at the time I felt like it was the right thing to keep CC in that game for that third inning hypothetical. If there had been a five, would it have been Hap or Tanaka? We were unsure. Um, Hap would have been the guy if, you know, had, had we gone to extra innings in that game. Right, but let's you say know, they both didn't pitch. Was there, Both what, didn't pitch. Who would it have been? It would, we had not made that decision okay. yet. Okay. That was a conversation we were going to have after the game. I had talked to a couple of people, Larry. I talked to Larry um, about it a little bit before the game, and <clears> – <throat> it was a conversation that we were going to table. Gotcha. And, and let's be honest, Tanaka has shown a, uh, that he is a very good postseason pitcher for now for a couple of years here. He has no you know, question. And some guys who have a knack for that continue to have a knack. And that is a, that is something that is the elusive quality here that, you know what, you're always chasing. And we've had this discussion on the air over 20 years of Yankee postseasons. What guy is going to have that makeup 
and not mm-hmm. every good pitcher does. And that's the way you you know they had we had guys like El Duque here who could be on the beach for eleven weeks and he'd come into an October game and he'd pitch a gem. <laughs> I mean that was just who he was. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and I I find it's not always easy to predict either. It isn't you know, easy to you, predict. I mean, look at you Kershaw. Think a certain makeup, look at Kluber. You think a certain guy. Look yeah. at Kluber. He can't get anybody out in the postseason. Yeah. So it, it, and you you don't know which guy is the right guy in the postseason. Now you just don't, and that's the tricky part. Now the one thing you've got going forward is Tanaka has shown you that he is a guy who likes to take that ball in the postseason. No question about it. Yeah, and I, mean, I, and that's, I think that's, that's pronounced now. I think yeah. And he's so meticulous and and so good at his craft and and there's no question that and and he shows this I think at times throughout the year that you know the. the the more that the bigger the matchup seems to be, there's no question that his game seems to be at its best, and and that 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 goes for certain regular season matchups that we have where we're, you know, the, that a storyline might make it a bigger game. He seems to be at his best in that case. If I if I said the in March. I'll give you a hundred wins and a wild card win, and you're going to lose <laughs> the divisions series. Would you sign for it? Uh, no. Okay, that's honest. That's honest. Okay, that, that, that's honest. Okay. No, because, we're, we're, know, chasing, we're chasing the big, ultimate. You are, but it's not easy to get every year. You know that, and and you no. won 100 games and you didn't win a division, and you were in with a with two other teams, and one of these 100 win teams is not going to the World Series. That's playing each other right now. There's another team right. going to lose that won 100 games is not going to the World Series. So there, there's that's no question be the case. that in our league and I, I would even throw Oakland in that mix to what they, right, they what they were games, the last yeah. four months. Yeah. You know, these are these were really, you know, five great teams and, and unfortunately uh we got ousted. Now in the series though, I would say you guys didn't play well in, in, in the in the uh, Red Sox series. For, for Watching you guys all year, and Judge came back, and you can tell now this is Judge's team. I mean, he's the guy. I yeah. mean, he stands out. He's the guy. He makes your team different when he's here. He's the guy. But still, your team, it, it, it didn't have a great series. It, it, with the bat or with the pitching, it didn't have a great series. Uh, you're right. And, and uh, you know, one of the things I talked to with our team, and I think everyone, you know, understands that – you know, if nothing else, we are probably on that short list of teams that legitimately feels like we could win a championship or we're knocking on that door or we're close. But the bottom line is, you know, and this, and this frankly starts with me, is we, we've got to get a little bit better in every aspect. And we've got to continue to grow as, continue to grow as a club if we're going to be that kind of team. Because for the foreseeable future, too, the competition, especially at the top with the elite teams in the American League, you better be at your best or you're going home. A um, couple of things. Number one, you hit 267 home runs. You strike out a ton. You got a couple of guys who, if they had full seasons, including Judge, would strike out 200 times. When you, were right after the game, talked about being a little different, do you think you have to become a team that can, can put together two or three runs with a single and a double and a, and, and a productive out rather than having to rely on a home run so heavily? No, no. I mean, of do course. You think you're too home of run, course. Do you think you're too home run strikeout centric as a team? No, no. Uh, I no because uh, we're not going to ask a team that you know is hits two seventy or two eighty on the year if that if they get shut down in a postseason game. You know, where that you're too reliant on getting thirteen hits today. I mean, right. 
home runs and being a good hitter and being able to, you know, put the ball in play and things don't have to be mutually exclusive. And I think there's a number of guys that, you know, we had a handful of guys that obviously had great seasons, but I also feel like we had, you know, a few guys that did not have the seasons that I know they're capable of. And I think when that is the case, um, you know, offense is, is not our problem, is not our issue. Now, does that mean – that doesn't mean we, we don't want to continue to improve. doesn't mean we don't want to get better. doesn't mean we need to get better in certain situational um, things that come up in the course of the game. But we – I feel like we have all the pieces and the capabilities to be, you know, an elite offensive club, or if not – one the best offensive club. We have that capability. We need to continue to improve on it. Okay, so you don't think you guys strike out too much as an issue overall? You don't think that's an issue? No. If we're, if we're getting on base and slugging, and, 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 and as guys, typically if you follow guys' careers, as they hit more home runs, usually contact improves with that. So hopefully we can continue to do that. Uh, Didi, now we learn what happens here. Uh, when you think about next year, now there's a whole lot of mechanisms that goes on. Uh, do you feel you can fill that void? Now, I guess you could figure he could come back. What by August? Is that fair? I Is think that, that realistic. Uh, I, I think that's. I think that's. I I, I would expect him back. Okay. With, before then. Do you think you can fill him from within, or do you think you have to have another player from outside? Oh. Um. I'd just say it's so early in the off season that Too you know, hard to tell. Okay. it's so hard to tell, you know, we, okay. I mean, obviously we have a guy like Echeverria that's right. free agent. Does he factor in? Right. Um, are we in the free agent market for certain guys? Do they factor in? Does Glaber go over in a pinch? Gotcha. How does the surgery go in the rehab? Does it look like he's back in May or June or is it more July? You know, those, all those factors that we'll have a better idea of in the next month or two, I think we'll determine that. Do you think do you think Bird has a role going forward, or is he now up against it because of what Voigt did here? I, I think I think that that all is remains to be seen. And I, I, here here's what I'll say you think about Voigt's Greg. For real? You think Voigt's for real? I, I do think Voigt um, is real. I, I think he's a real uh, a real hitter and. Okay. Obviously, he's going to have a leg up on coming to spring training at that job with with the way he performed over the final two months of the season. But I think it's important to understand. And even though you know Birdie kind of not being on the postseason rosters and and losing playing time, obviously that final month of the season, I still believe he can hit, and we've seen him in stretches be a really good dynamic major league hitter. Um, and I think some of the things he went through this year from starting out, having surgery, now coming back, hopefully he's able to go home, have a normal off season of not rehabbing, not getting healthy, but getting stronger and, and, and better. Um, I will not rule out him, you know, taking advantage of opportunities that he might have. And, and if he does, he can push himself right back into the conversation very easily. A um, couple of things. We're talking about Aaron Boone, of course, finishing up for the season. CC and Gaudy, 
been here a long, long time, have had terrific careers. CeCe's had a wonder, it was a tremendous free agent signing, won a, two, won a championship his first year here. For five years, he was an ace. After that, he's still been a very important pitcher. He's been a leader, so has Gaudy. Both of them could be here. They might not be here. How do you feel about those two? Uh, well, I, I love the two people, and there's no question um, the impact they've had, as you just said, with the organization and how productive they've been, but in our clubhouse too, and the kind of leaders they've been, the kind of mentors they've been, the kind of tone that they help set in our clubhouse has been invaluable. Are you new leaders ready to take over if they're gone? Is do you have the new leadership ready to take over? I, I I do believe we're in we're in a good place to have certain guys really step up and even take on more of a role. But I, that said, I wouldn't rule out CC or Gardy for that matter both being back um, with us. I, I know they would both want to be back, um, and I think there's you know again depending how the postseason shakes out, I think there's very much a possibility that they could be a part of us moving forward. Um. In closing, uh, and obviously there's a lot of decisions every year in the postseason, that, ha- and especially with the Yankees' resources, uh, we know there's going to be new people and new things changing and guys that make decisions about, as we know. Uh, but you have a very good young core and everything and some good young pitches. Uh, there is this feeling now that baseball has changed to the point where free agents are di- – I mean, that, free, uh, that uh, front offices are dictating everything and that you guys are now all push-button managers who are basically robots. Does that rankle you to hear that? Uh, and I, I want you to give you a chance to talk about that for a second because we have an all year, but there's this prevailing thought that, oh, he doesn't really do anything. To, he's told what to do at every step. That's how managers work now. That's why, you know, that's how all new managers are with all these teams. They're told analytics. There's guys telling them what to do. How do you fear when you hear that? It doesn't rankle me at all. I mean, um, the bottom line is I love um, kind of working within the organization, I'm, I'm very collaborative with not only my coaches, but the front office and the analysts as far as talking strategy, talking thoughts, going into a game. Um, you know, we try to be as informed, as buttoned up to, as we can. But the bottom line is the game, you know, once you get into the game, you're playing and you're, it unfolds in front of you. So there's, there's, and, and I think the biggest challenge is that we have, have as as a manager or as coaches is finding trying to blend it and and trying to get the information that is tremendous um that is really valuable trying to get it as best we can into the hands of players so that it can impact them in a positive way and that's part of our job but the in-game stuff is you know is is different all the time and and there's the bottom line is sometimes you go very much strategic by the book, following the plan as best you can. There's other nights where you completely get off script and you go by what you're seeing or what your gut might tell you. And and that's the blend that has to exist if you're going to be really successful, I think. So basically what you – but that's the point I wanted you to address is you still many nights go to what – your gut more than the script that you may have had for a given game, right? If you, sure. you, you it's not just straight analytics now all the way down the line where no, every move but, is designed and you're going to go to this your... guy here and this guy here and this guy, there's almost this thought that every script, every, every move now is scripted. 
Yeah, no. I mean, we go through, for example, and you know, I have a meeting with with um, Larry Rothschild and Josh Bard and Mike Harkey every night, and one of our analysts, and we'll kind of go through and all right, who do we have available in the pen? What matchups do we like? How do we, you know, see certain matchups? So we go through that and try and be prepared and play things out as best we can. But in the end, and that shapes, that helps shape, you know, my decision-making and right. and what I'm seeing. And But ultimately, I always say you get in the game and now you play. And, you know, and a lot, but you still use your what you've uh, your baseball acumen and your guts and your eyes to tell you what's going on, right? I mean, that's sure. still that's still a big part of managing. Absolutely. Yeah, I think people think that has been taken out of the game now. I, that's what yeah. I wanted you to address. That's, that's that that still is a big part of the game, right? A very big part of the game. Yes. Yeah, because I know. I, listen, analytics has become a—it's like a wave in baseball now. I mean, yeah. and, and and obviously you're comfortable with it. I mean, I think all you have to be right. You're not going to get the job now if you're not comfortable with it. That's the way baseball is. I mean, it's absolutely. Bottom- and and right. the bottom line is, the teams that are really, really strong analytically are 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 the teams that are the really good teams. Right. So you think so? It's be, in your mind, it's become that big a tool, right? Yes. Are you very comfortable? Do you, do you fight against that stuff at all? Is it, do you find yourself opposed to that stuff at all? Or do you feel like you're always in line with that stuff? I feel like I'm, you know, I, 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 compl- I totally value the analytics and, right. and understand that the teams that are really good at it are usually the best teams. That's, that's becoming more and more fact. But there's things that, you know, we – we talk through debate, argue about all the time that I think you have to do to, to get the most complete and, and best product you can is we're constantly trying to um, get better at this. And, and, and that a lot of times comes through, you know, conversation, arguments, disagreements to get to a point that you, you think you can find the best, the best scenario. What is this team in your mind? What's the one department this team has to be better in next year than this year to to go all the way? Is there one um, department? That, I mean, is it starting pitching? No. Is there, is I, there one department you have to be stronger in in your mind to get, to go to take it to the all the way? I think we have a team very much capable of of going all the way. I right think now. it's now at the margin. You know, okay. do, we do you need think to this team you had was strong enough as the playoffs started to go all the way? Sure. Okay. Sure. And now it's, you know, the, the I mean, I hate to be generic, but right. the little things now, it's we need to play a little bit better defense. We need to continue to grow and get better as hitters, as situational hitters. We could be a little bit better on the mound. All the, you know, the, the little base running things, the all, all these things, we get a little bit better. I feel like we're very close to being a championship club. The one thing that didn't happen in the series, if there's one thing, well, we can always talk to hitting to everybody about timely hitting. We know that. Mm-hmm. Every, but you didn't get good starting pitching in the series. I mean, that's really what it comes down yep. to. Hap, Hap didn't pitch well. Severino didn't pitch well. CeCe didn't pitch well. You didn't get really good starting pitching. Yep, that's, that's fair. And, and now we're home.
Yeah, that's basically it. And you know, that's the, the and they did in those games. That's pretty much the bit. And the, you did in the one game you won, and that was it. And and you know, and Sanchez and, and Sanchez exploded in that one game, which mm-hmm. I'm sure was a good thing. You like seeing that, right? Because you know, for a second, let me get to that because you showed faith in him. He didn't make, let you down behind the plate in the series. So kudos to you for that. He never did. And I know he didn't have a big postseason, but he did have one game where he wrecked the game. You stood by him, and you know what? It worked out for you. You have to be pretty happy about that because he never let you down behind the plate. He didn't, I know there was one play in the last game, but he did not really fall apart behind the plate. No, and and there's I'm I'm one of put me in the camp of all in with, with Gary. I, I think he's, I think what he went through this year, I am convinced that it's going to turn out to be a positive for him and his career. And I think we're going to get, um, I think we're going to get a massively uh, impactful player moving forward. And I think some of the things he had to go through this year um, will help get him there. What was the, most fun part of your first year with the Yankees as a manager? The games and the, and, and the competition within the games and being in the dugout with, with a lot of guys that I have a lot of respect for. Uh, okay. There's nothing like being in the game and, and competing at the highest level. What was the hardest part or what was the toughest part if there was anything? Uh, I mean, I would say the other night, I mean, the, the finality of it all, the numbness, that, that feeling, knowing how many people pour so much into, you know, getting you into that position to having a, a postseason run. And, and, and when it ends abruptly, um, there's a lot of pain that goes with that. And, and, you know, we're kind of experiencing that right now. Was it was it what you thought it would be? I mean, what, you know, you'd been around baseball your whole life. You're a player. You come from a baseball family, so you're obviously are well versed in all this. But was the experience what you thought it would be? I would say somewhat. I, I I would say yes, generally speaking, and I would also say, but you truly never know what it's going to be like until you sit in the chair and all the, you know, small to huge things that come across that desk every single day. You know, I, I prepared myself as best as I could for it, but until you've gone through it, you, you know, you, how could you possibly know? Will you be a better manager next year for that, because of that reason, just for the experience? I think so. I, and, and I hope, I hope that starts even this winter where I can hit the ground running and, you know, not learning front office people and my players and my coaches and, and now hopefully I can be part of the, you know, collaborative effort this winter to, to help start and us make, get us a little bit better and get us a little bit closer to that ultimate goal. Listen, thanks for your help all season. Thanks for answering the questions. Uh, good luck. Thanks very much. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And Thank uh, you. I, it was good to see you rubbing elbows with the, with the, with the high ball, high rollers there. Well, uh, you know that my I I, 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 I always sit there. You know that's that. You know those guys are my agents too, who I was sitting there with. So uh, and and, and I was watching in the dugout, and you know, it's funny they got very nervous. They were celebrating at the start of that inning because I could see in the dugout, and you know, sale was up, and they were celebrating, and then they got very tight, and they didn't even want to get someone up in the dugout, and they didn't even want to put a pitcher up, and the, and then they finally put a pitcher up. 
late in that inning. They didn't put a pitcher up till the bases were loaded and Sanchez was up, another pitcher. I didn't even think they wanted to, but I actually thought you were going to tie the game up. I really uh, did. I, I did. Uh, I thought once he walked for it, I thought you were going to tie the game up at least. Once, I, I, he, once yeah. he did too, I had this kind of calming feeling that it was going to happen too, believe it or not. And unfortunately, it didn't. It didn't, but I tell you, I thought it was. I, I, it was It was a heck of an exciting inning, wasn't it? It really was. You know that? It was yeah. a, you'll have that inning over in your mind over and over and over, I'm sure. But they were getting nervous in that dugout. They could tell they were getting a little tight. You know, they that, were. And, the, yeah. and you know what stood out is, you know, obviously it's really frustrating when when we've played so well at home and the home field advantage we feel like we have, but the fans in those two games and especially in that game four where we're, they, I feel like they were just kind of every inning just trying to will us they were. to it, and I feel like they had an absolute factor in that ninth inning and, all, and us almost getting back. Well, you know what? They're getting That's a tough place to pitch in that spot. There's no question about it. Thanks for your help this year. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron Boone, back after this.